Hello, and welcome to another wonderful edition of the Tech Edition Podcast. I'm Carrie, and I'm joined by two fine, strapping young gentlemen. Um, we have a special guest as well. Um, so, how's it going? How's it going, everybody? Going pretty good. What about you guys? I'm doing. I'm doing quite well. Quite well, sirs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, for the uninitiated, we have Mr. Clarence and Mr. Kyle, the um, duo from discussing stuff, doing <laughs> comics. <laughs> Check them out every week. Go ahead and get that early plug in. Um, you guys want to um, talk about what you've been up to? Go for it, Kyle. Um, let's see here. For this month, we have been covering the 2005 Doctor Who uh, series with the Ninth Doctor. We've also launched Discussing Comics with three episodes covering Black Panther, uh, Sergio from Reality Breaches, um, the 2018 Most Anticipated Movies, and then a um interview with Dietrich Smith, who is a comic artist. So, yeah, uh, busy month so far. Well, even though I guess now it's February, so wasn't it was a big spot. <laughs> I know, man. You guys are making moves. Yeah, you, yeah man. Well, you know, uh, uh, I'm on a podcast with both of you guys, uh, which is the Star Trek Discovery or the STD podcast, where we talk about all things Trek. Yeah, so you can find that at uh, stdpodcast.com. Yeah. What yeah, about you yourself, are- sir? You guys are winning me over, man. I'm slowly, slowly <laughs> becoming a Trekkie. Slowly. Yeah, you know? man. So, um, I'm, yeah, I'm not really up to a whole lot. Uh, just this and, um, been playing a whole lot of PUBG, um, and video games and stuff, but I want to get a gaming session soon. I keep saying that. I've been saying that for like a month. So hopefully I can actually get it done in February. Yeah, man. It's like I am, um, stuck on an old school game, which I can't put down I, what, I, just, I just i just i just keep going back to geometry wars <laughs> i just going back to what geometry oh, wars oh man you and cal had a healthy rivalry i mean carl had a healthy rivalry going on for a while didn't you yeah 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 uh yeah that game is is um a bullet you know what bananas and i love it <laughs> so did you guys ever did do you are you talking about the first one or the se- you didn't like the second one did you uh, i played all three of them um, they're, they all been pretty, pretty good. I think my favorite is the first and the third. Uh, but man, I've, they've ported the old school one from the Xbox. Was it Xbox original? 360. A 360? Yeah. They ported that for the Xbox One. Now and I just, I just play that one because I love it. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Cool. Right on, man. I guess we'll hop into some stuff. Uh, so you want to take this first one, dear brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Microsoft drops the Surface Book 2 price to $1,199 with less storage. In addition, his newest model starts at $799. Now, this newest model, which, you know, is good to have a sub $1,000 model, it is lacking in processor, of course. Uh, it has an M3 processor, 4 gigs of RAM, 128 storage. Pretty, you know, low end specs there, but you know, to have one sub one thousand dollars, I think is really cool because nobody was going to buy this over a thousand dollars. I don't think. I'm not in case a layman. All right, so I have a question for you guys. Who's the market for the seven ninety nine college kids? I'm yeah. assuming maybe. Yeah, squarely at so, college kids. So wait a minute, the Surface Book Two. So that's the one with like the stylus and everything. So does the seventy nine one have the pixel sense screen with the stylus and the touch and everything, or is this? 
Um, Am I reading this wrong? Hmm. Good question. <laughs> I think the book is the one with that funny hinge. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the book, not the laptop. Actually, yeah. this is the. Yeah, this is the laptop. This is the laptop. Yeah, because it's the Surface Pro that's the the thing I think that you've got, Clarence. Yeah, I have, I have the Pro 3. So mine is like even uh, two or three years old by now. But Okay, yeah, I'm thinking of Surface Book. I, I Like, that is really confusing, Surface Book and Surface Laptop. But I get it because this one, yeah, the, the laptop's more of the college one and then the book is the Pro one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they definitely shouldn't have both. It's just like confusion <laughs> for the most part. Uh, so I don't, I don't really know why they still have both models. They really need to drop one of them. Probably the one with the crazy hinge. <laughs> well, that's just like Mac having the MacBook Air, the MacBook, and the MacBook Pro. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, they don't need all three. Yeah, Apple's really, really streamlined their models because we were looking at, at my place of employment, we were looking at new laptop models to possibly start incorporating into our um, inventory. For people, new people, and when people's laptops leases expire and stuff, and I know there used to be like a fifth, a fifteen inch just MacBook, and now there isn't one. Like the MacBook and the MacBook Air are only thirteen, and then the Pro is fifteen and seventeen, and there's like there's like there's like the Air is like a thousand, and then the the regular MacBook is like twelve hundred, and then the Pro jumps to like twenty one hundred dollars. I was like, there's a big gap there <laughs> for um. Yeah, and and the sad thing about that is what you're paying for is the touch bar because because when I was having computer issues before and we were looking at the specs of what I've got, which is a 2011 MacBook Pro, even because I upgraded the memory, I was almost other than the processor, I was above what I would be paying twenty five, twenty seven hundred dollars, and I was like, uh, uh-uh, I am not paying three thousand dollars for a laptop. Yeah, but, but pretty, you, you don't want the pretty light up keys at the top. I don't need that a light. It? I mean, I mean, I can put a flashy light in front of my face and go, okay, pretty light. If I want to do that, <laughs> I do. Like the only thing I've seen somebody do with that touch bar, the coolest thing I've seen is one of one of my coworkers at a previous job. He had the kit thing from Knight Rider. Oh, oh that's tight. That's so that, tight. that was kind of cool, but yeah, cool. cool so, um, all right, I guess I'll hit this next one. Um, HQ trivia. Is raising fifteen million dollars? Are they going public? Is that what's happening? Uh, I think or- this, is, this is a, fi- a private. Um, oh, this is VC. Yeah, but have have you got? The uh, main reason I put this here is because I just want to see had you guys played it yet. I have not. Oh man, it's it's kind of cool. Um, the thing so it's is, like I think- a live trivia is like that one versus one hundred thing that Microsoft did. Yeah, like, yeah, for- it's very similar to one versus one hundred. It's it's okay. really. It's it's really freaking cool, man. It's like um, they have two showings or two games, I guess, every day at two and at eight, at two p.m. and at eight p.m. And yeah, you just go on there. They have a live dude hosting it. It's a woman sometimes, but they just pop up a simple three choice answer question, and usually the prize is about twenty five hundred dollars. But it, it what it fluctuates. Now multiple people can win, so you split the pot. And it goes straight to your PayPal account, but but it's wow. it's a it's a cool concept, and I see more people or more companies actually trying to do this because, I mean, the technology to do this is is I'm not going to say simple, but it's nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, it can be done, you know. So I just don't see why more companies haven't jumped on this bandwagon, and I'm sure there's some that have popped up in this wait to <laughs> to try to claim some of the HQ fame. 
Yeah, this is very interesting. I'm definitely going to have to check this out because, I mean, I was a big, when, when I lived in Mississippi, I was a big Buffalo Wild Wings trivia guy. <laughs> now, there's, this place, there's this place called Cake and Barrel. They had trivia night. And I, me and a bunch of my friends would always go, but I've never tried any of these live online. So this sounds really, really interesting to me. Yeah, you should any definitely thoughts? check it out, man. Any thoughts, Kyle? No, I was just sitting here thinking whenever you said when you were living in Mississippi and I was thinking about like if you go to Chili's now and you, you go to a lot of these restaurants and they've got basically these little gadgets on your table uh, that, it, that that's that's all these trivia things. That, and it just kind of made me think of that. Anyway, <laughs> totally, like, totally off the wall. But like anyway. you can just order your food from those things, too. Now, exactly. Getting crazy. Cool. So I guess I'll go into the next one, sir. So, uh, Discord desktop app games deep Spotify integration for real time listening. Now, what this is supposedly uh, going to do is if you and a fellow Discord user have both have Spotify premium, you're going to be able to share tracks and share playlists to actually listen to music in sync with each other. Now, I've seen other apps. I've seen other apps that are not internet based, but just land based or, or in office or home based and they don't work correctly. So the fact that they're going to try to do this through the app to be synced up correctly over the internet, I don't know. I have to see it working because <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Oh man. Like this just, this whole story just kind of brings back memories for me in a way because you remember I had a friend, uh, I went to E3 with him. Uh, the first time I went, his name is Ryan Elder and he used to do some podcasts with us. I don't know if you remember that. It was like, this is like 10 years ago because I went to E3 in 05. So it was like, yeah, it was over 10 years ago. But anyway, he had his online girlfriend, right? <laughs> and, um, so basically what they would do to like when they did their dates, they would get on Skype and talk to each other and they would like play a movie. Like they put a movie, like, I don't know. They they find a movie and they would like <laughs> play it at the same time and they would sit there and watch it with each other and That's talk. Crazy. Just, this kind of reminded me of that. It's, it's pretty cool that they can actually sync it though. That that can't be easy, like you were saying. All right, so let me ask you guys a question. So when you when you're talking about the music streaming back and forth uh, with each other, what if let's say the two of you are are broadcasting and you both are listening to some music, but you're also broadcasting. YouTube or you're broadcasting Facebook, does there not come into play some type of music rights with, and I know cause discord, um, um, goes along with Twitch. You can't you, uh, integrate it with Twitch as well. Uh, yeah, but I think in this case, since Spotify is, you know, has a lot of those music rights and it's gonna, it's not really to be broadcast. It's just between a group, a small group and both users have to have Spotify premium. So that kind of, you know, uh, throws that rule out the window because you're already paying gotcha. for it in a sense. Yeah. And gotcha. the way I, the way I kind of see it is if you think about it, it would be just like another audio channel on the call. So it's not like they're playing it. Yeah. Well, I, from, from, from what it sounds like to me is that there's an extra, a dr- extra caller in on their, their discord chat that's actually playing the music, but I could be wrong about that. Gotcha. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, well, I think it's synced locally is what the article kind of says it is and and that's okay, what so sounds hard to me and that that is not going to work right but we'll see we'll see <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah i don't see how they could do that but then again i'm not a audio web audio engineer so uh, maybe they figured it out <laughs> cool um all right 
Oh, oh, I forgot about this. I'm glad you put this on here. So Nintendo, they announced last week that they're going to be releasing another cell phone game. And this time they're going for the jugular Mario Kart Tour. Um, it will be released this fall, I believe. No, 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 no. It'll be yeah, released. This, uh, yeah, March 2019. Oh, okay. So a year from now. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's kind of early to announce something. But. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's cool. I mean, I don't know how closely it's going to mirror the, the Mario Karts of the world, but there's been other mobile kart based games that have done really well. So, I mean, I kind of see Nintendo just coming in and sweeping this one up, uh, basically. But the way, one thing I'm excited about is with Nintendo, they, they normally map gameplay to whatever <laughs> interface exists. So, I mean, if you think about Mario Run, they took the phone and they found the best way to do Mario on a phone. Yeah, um, true. So it'll obviously be dumbed down somewhat, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with the gameplay elements to make it like enjoyable. And I'm assuming you'll be able to do online play. So that'll be interesting as yeah. well. So, well, in, in, in the words of uh, Justin Brown in our chat, got to start that hype train, son. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> All right. So, so let me ask you guys a question. So how many, uh, I, uh, well, well, let me just ask it to you guys first. Do you guys play games on your phones? Yes, I do. Um, you do, Clarence. Well, well, I say games, but I mostly play poker on my phone. <laughs> um, but let's You're see, an I old am. grandma. Okay, <laughs> well, let me be a little bit more specific. How many of you play video games, a la what you would play on a console on I mean, a phone? It, it, well, it, I have Chrono Trigger on my phone. That's I guess that counts. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's obviously going to be different on the phone, uh, but I do play the, I mean, like we mentioned, Nintendo, the Mario uh, run game, which is pretty good. I, you know, I don't play as much as I used to, but that's, that's pretty much the only game I play on my phone besides yeah, HQ. It's, <laughs> it's just one of those things now where it's like playing games on your phone is cool, but if you have a job and you, you, you know, you kind of want your phone, at least me, I kind of want my phone to last all day. So I don't really spend right. a whole lot of time playing games on it. So. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, and and just to echo back to our last story, I have to agree with uh, Sergio in the chat from RealityBreach.com. Um, Discord is already buggy, <laughs> very buggy. I don't know if you need to be adding things on it. So there. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean, it's still cool that they're trying to find new ways to bring in. Yeah, but wouldn't you want to like? perfect what you've got first and then start expanding maybe so uh yeah just just to move along to the next well another part to that story uh actually they also confirmed the dark side yeah they also confirmed that nintendo switch online is going to come out this september i don't know why they put switch in the name of the online service but nintendo switch online this September, uh, which will be three ninety nine a month if you go monthly, or if you choose to go every three months, seven ninety nine, and you can pay nineteen ninety nine for the full year. Now, with this offering, you will get the ability to play games online and a compilation of Nintendo classics, which I'm not quite sure what that is, but yeah. <laughs> All I have to say is one. This well, it's more than one thing, but I, I have one thing to say. <laughs> They better get rid of the freaking friend codes. I mean, they have to, <laughs> like my thing is if they're going to charge for for online, then they have to change a lot. Like if there's friend codes and there there better be a friend list, there better be <laughs> chat, there better. I mean, they're going to have to come with it if they're going to charge. So hopefully that's what they're doing. 
Um, but I'm not th- very optimistic though. So, so they didn't change all that with the switch. I don't know the switch. I'm asking chat room. Anybody? <laughs> I, I don't know if the friend codes on the switch. Does anybody know? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking uh, for 1999, that's, that's mighty darn cheap. So what is it really? Cause I mean, I know, uh, what is it? 49.59 for Xbox Live. Well, I yeah. mean, by the same token, though, people are still mad because up until now it's been free. So, well, yeah, that, that was the <laughs> thing that smug Nintendo users and even PlayStation users up until a few years ago were like, well, our one's free. Yeah, it sucks, <laughs> but it is free. So I will give you that. So, I mean, I, I like to see Nintendo jumping on board. I mean, I just hate that they tend to do things like years too late. And again, they, they better change their whole idea about online or nobody's going to pay for this. Yeah, and uh, chat room has confirmed uh, friend codes are still a thing. So, oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's terrible, terrible, terrible. Or as Charles Barkley would say, tor- terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Jeez. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. Moving along to our next story, Microsoft acquires Playfab. Playfab's backend services reduced the barriers to launch for game developers, offering both large and small studios cost-effective development solutions that scale with their games and help them engage, retain, and monetize players. So the thing about this story, um, Microsoft is buying them. Doesn't that already remind you a lot of Xbox Live? So. <laughs> Um, why well, are they buying this company? Well, I'm looking, I'm looking at their game list on the Playfab site, and most of these games are, are phone games that they've been marketing <sighs> and helping with the development. So we have Angry Birds, Seasons, Bad Piggies, WWE <laughs> Tap Mania, Adventure Communist, like all these are phone games that I'm seeing on here. I think, yeah, Pep yeah, all these are phone games. So to me, it seems like Microsoft is trying to break into a new market because obviously Microsoft and phones are not that, you know, that's like kind of like saying oil and water. You know, they <laughs> they haven't had a whole lot of look on the yeah. mobile front. So yeah, I guess maybe a way for them to break into the mobile market. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So, so we're thinking they're going to grab this company and probably fold it somehow into what they already have with the live side of things. Well, I mean, you know, with the rumors, Surface Phone, that might be coming out soon. I feel like this may be a way for them to sort of Trojan horse their way into devs to be like, hey, if you do this service and you put your game on Surface Phone or whatever it's called, mobile, live, they have, <sighs> oh my God, they, Windows Phone 8, mobile 10, whatever they call it, um, we'll give you a discount or something, you know, because the problem with them releasing a phone and from what I understand, they're still planning to do that. The big problem that they have is nobody wants to make anything for it. So I, this makes total sense to me. Like, I think it's a, a good yeah. a- acquisition. But didn't they learn their lesson with the last Windows phone? <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean, I don't know anybody who would have even bought a Windows phone. Dude, I bought, I bought a Windows phone. There is one I, sitting. Oh, I didn't know you bought, I didn't know you, you did too, but I was picking on somebody else. But no, no, you have a perfectly valid argument though, because I bought one and I wanted to like it so bad. I love Metro oh, on a phone. I love Metro on a phone now. Yeah. I hated it on the, like, PC operating system, but Metro was really, really nice for phones, and it was beautiful. But the problem was, like, like no we were saying developers. earlier, it's like, no. okay, cool, I want to load Gmail. Oh, oh, G- can't oh, do that. oh, G- oh, Google didn't make a Gmail app, and they don't support API. They don't, they don't have API <laughs> support for. So you, you have to use all these third party apps because 
they're they're not want to you know so that was their big problem was just people developing for their phone and then then they had the thing where I can't remember what it's called but they could take code from an Android app and you they could use that and recompile it and put it on Windows Phone and there was actually a um they actually had this dev tool that you could sideload on Android that both. I can't talk. There's a dev tool where you could sideload Android apps onto a Windows phone. And I used that for a long time. But then, for some odd reason, they decided to disable it. So that's yeah. when I switched back. Well, well, the thing is with that, and I've heard several people talk about it, I think it was so good that you could just port <laughs> these apps over. And if you could just port them over, what is the incentive to actually do native development on a Windows phone? And Microsoft killed it because, you know, it's it's not doing them any good. But I, yeah, from what I hear, it was, it was an awesome piece of technology. It was. It was. It was pretty dang good. Yeah, I mean, and just to speak on Microsoft and Windows in general, uh, I talked about this last week about how just Microsoft is just disappointing me so much. I just don't care anymore. I don't care. <laughs> and... That's again. That's sad to say because I really had high hopes. I was all ab- about the you were all in the Windows you? Phone bandwagon, man. I was developing for it. I had several phones, and now I'm just kind of like, eh. you know, I'm not pro Apple or anything, but I'm not pro Android. I'm just like, eh. I'm you pro know. any. I'm not pro anything. It's like I get bored easily because like I'll I'll go from Windows Phone to iPhone to Android. I just get tired of using the same phone for like more than two years, so I usually switch. To- <laughs> whatever the cool new other phone is. But, you know, I just, I'm really hopeful for them to actually break into the market because competition is good. You know, you have, you have Apple and Samsung pretty much owning the mobile market right now. You know, you have some plucky upstarts, you know, like, um, the OnePlus people and the central phone, which the central phone is a great phone, by the way. Um, but that's why you said there's no, <laughs> I sold. I sold it because I made a two hundred percent profit or one hundred percent profit. <laughs> double, yeah, hundred percent is double. So yeah, and it, but it's like you know we need more competition, and Microsoft has the bank dollars to to actually you know do it. You know, yeah. look at look at what they did in the console market. They pretty much bought their way into the console market. Yeah. If you look back at what they did, they they pretty much bought their way in and they can do that with the phone they just can't go go in halfway they need to go in whole uh, hog i don't know do right. man they they went in they they tried to go all in it didn't work I'm, i microsoft has a history of doing this by, trying to buy the way buy their way in and you know i think the Ooh. success of that is like 50 50 sometimes it's going to work and sometimes it's just not the right time well, you misunderstand me when I say buy in. They bought Nokia and was like, "Hey, Nokia, oh, just make phones, just make phones horrible. for Microsoft." And that was the worst thing they could have done. Yeah. They should have built something from the ground up, you know, with their own blood, sweat, and tears, instead of buying somebody else's company and tell them, you know, slapping their OS on the phone, and pretty much killing Nokia. Yes. But um, at least their phone division. I I, I feel <laughs> I, if I remember correctly, all Nokia, the Finland company, all they sold to them was the phone part. So like no, the rest of Nokia is still alive and well, but the phone part is pretty much dead. Yeah, I agree. But you know that goes back to you. You know, you look at um, you know the the flip first flip phones that became really popular were the Motorola, and then you know everybody went to the Nokia, and then you know it's it's, it's interesting how brands have kind of dwindled to like what you're saying, Carrie, to when you think of a phone, you either get an iPhone or you get an, a Galaxy and as some type of, I, you know, different iteration of one of those. It may be Galaxy S, it may be Galaxy Note, or it may be iPhone 8 or it may be iPhone X or whatever, but it's going to be most times one of those two. 
You yeah. Know, and, 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 you know, I guess that's kind of how most things kind of would convert, not converge, but kind of pair off in some way similar. I mean, you think of uh, Cokes. There's only two Cokes made. Main Cokes people drink about, think about, uh, that's of course Coke and Pepsi. But, you know, there's RC Cola out there in the fringe hanging on. But, I mean. Hey, man, hey, man, don't, don't forget about <laughs> Sam's Club now. Don't forget about man, Sam's Club. Ain't nobody stood in no Sam's Club. I bet you drink Fago Pop. <laughs> oh, Fago. <laughs> <laughs> Knee high peach. Oh. RC in the moon pie. <laughs> oh, man. You want to go to the next door or you want me to take it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Let's see. Um, what we got next? Okay. So, oh, and there's something else I want to talk about later, but we'll, we'll do what, what when's Strava an exercise? Yeah. I, you want me to take this one? Yeah. You take that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Strava is an exercise tracking program, uh, sort of like Google Fit or Fitbits program, whatever it's called, but it, it tracks your exercise. So they release, I think they released their, um, heat map, uh, publicly last year. And some smart people were able to go in and analyze the heat map and kind of figure out where um, secret military bases are around the world. So this is really cool. Yes, yes. This is really cool because I don't know. I I think devices are just so much in our consciousness now that we don't really think about, you know, the type of data that is tracking. And people are syncing this up and, you know, may not know if the data is public or personal or shared, well, you know, nationwide or company wide. But yeah, they, they've been able to identify where some bases are based on the fitness heat maps that they're getting from these devices, which I think is just crazy. Number one, cause if you're, if you're on a military base, everything is pretty much secret and top notch. You know, why would you be wearing a device that can track your data and tell people exactly where you're going? I mean, it's kind of just common sense in a lot of ways. I mean, don't you guys think? Mm, well, I, I, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. Ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, common sense. But I mean, think about what we do. Just in our regular lives, we wear we wear these fitness trackers with GPSs. Our phones have GPSs, and it's become such a part of our everyday lives that we don't even think about the fact that we're being our every move is being tracked. Yeah. Okay, we just don't think about it. All right, Carrie, look at what you were saying on a, uh, a couple of episodes ago when you were talking about. Uh, I think your Google Home or whatever you were talking, yes. just randomly <laughs> talking about it, and then it says, "Oh, you you want to buy blah blah blah." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. and 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 people are so I guess people are so conscious uh, nowadays about personal biometric tracking or whatever. I can see somebody if if you're running every day for the military, you know, you got to get up run your miles as an uh, if you're an army officer or whatever. I can see you wanting to track that. But you just have to be aware. And I think a lot of people aren't fully aware of what's actually getting tracked and where it's going. So I just don't think as uh, technology becomes more prevalent, we just have to be a little bit smarter about, you know, where our data is actually going. Yeah. Be- what did what did Childish Gambino say? Stay woke! <laughs> <laughs> don't say the yeah, next dude. line. <laughs> <laughs> they be creeping. That's what they say on the Apple commercial. <laughs> oh, they changed it. <laughs> Yeah, they, I think they made an edited version just for the Apple like <laughs> emoji face commercial they oh, made out of it. God. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think it's too far off track, but yeah. Um, I guess moving on. Unless you did you have any thoughts on this, Kyle? No, no, no. We keep going. My thoughts. Are okay. Sad. 
<laughs> okay, so let's take a little trip to crypto land. Um, as you know, I don't know if you guys follow crypto, but Bitcoin's like tanked right now. It's like it, it, okay, Massive. a couple months what ago, was the problem it was with 20K, this? and right now I think it's around $8,000 a coin. Let's check coin market cap just to be. Yeah, I think last time I saw it was like eight. Eight, oh, oh I'm sorry. It's it's nine one right now, nine thousand okay. one hundred. Huh. So it's 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 under ten. Um, and one of the reasons that it's rumored to be under ten, um, there are a couple of reasons, but the one of the main ones is about what I'm going to talk about. So there is this other crypto called Tether. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. I think I spoke about it once or twice, but basically for this cryptocurrency, every Tether coin is backed by a U.S. dollar. Supposedly, Interesting. Interesting. allegedly. That's what they claim on their <laughs> website is that each of our 2.3 billion Tether tokens is backed by a U.S. dollar. Um, but anyway, um, the issue is that the U.S. government or U.S. regulators have subpoenaed crypto exchange BitPhoenix, which is behind the Tether coin, because they're saying that <laughs> uh, the BitPhoenix Tether same company. They have yet to prove that this is actually the case. <laughs> okay, without me okay. knowing details of this story uh, specifically, if every dollar that they're saying this uh, cryptocurrency represents uh, a certain amount, they would have to already have that money put in way in some type of fund or yeah, somewhere. they'd have to have it escrowed or something. They, th- like so, like the government is asking for bank records. They're asking for um, anything to prove that. This is actually the case because what they believe is happening is they've got this coin that they, that it trades around one dollar. It, it goes for like 99 cents, 101, but it stays around a dollar, right? And what they're saying is they've used their BitPhoenix exchange to create all these fake tether coins <laughs> that aren't actually backed by a dollar and they're using those to buy Bitcoin and, and jack up the price. They're saying hmm. this is one of the reasons Bitcoin's price was pumped up to 20 grand like a couple of years ago. Because they've been doing it through their exchange. Um, Interesting. So, they're, they're, like, Bitcoin's been dumped on a lot recently, and crypto in general, like, the whole market's down. And, like, this is just another huge blow. Like, if, if anything comes of this, like, I'm afraid that it will just severely, 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 you know, cripple the crypto movement. So, I mean... And, well, I, no, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I said, that being said, why are graphics cards prices still going up? And, and we've seen a steady decline in Bitcoin value. That's over the last what I'm month. trying to figure out. I don't get it. I think it's fear of missing out. FOMO, for short, if you're a crypto <laughs> person. Like, everybody and their mom, like, I kid you not, I went to Vegas for AWS reInvent. I think it was in November, right? My, I took an Uber to the back to the airport when I was coming home and the freaking guy driving the Uber was talking to me about crypto. So like <laughs> it's too late, folks. It's too late. When the cabbies start talking about crypto, <laughs> it's too late. Like don't think you're going to jump into crypto now and make money cuz you might, but it's like it's like, you know, <laughs> investing in a crypto now is like investing in Microsoft now. Yeah, you might make a little money, you know, or Apple. You might make a little money, but you're not going to get filthy rich cuz it, it's the ship has sailed. You know, and this is one of the things that can really, 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 really hurt crypto. So I'm I'm hoping that they're able to produce evidence. But if not, like it's going to be a huge blow. And I feel like crypto will drop even more if mm. this is true. I hope it's not true. Oh, man. It's really scary. <laughs> so I know you were dabbling for for a while. Are you still doing anything in the Bitcoin uh, crypto market oh, or are you kind of? I've kind of like, I've kind of dialed it back a lot just because of all the craziness that's happening. 
um, people are just dumping money into crypto. And I feel like there's so many like heavy hitters, like people with like hundreds of thousands of dollars that are just like playing the market. Because one of the reasons I'm really afraid of the crypto market right now is if you go to coinmarketcap.com and you look at the top, shoot, you can look at the top. I'm scrolling down to see where this trend stops. So if you look at the top 78 crypto coins and look at their um price graph, all the graphs look almost identical. <laughs> so like somebody somebody is oh, with with way more money than me is playing the market and it's it's just not it's not if like mm. I said it's it's too late. All right, so let me ask you this. Isn't that basically when you when you say play in the market, isn't that basically what they do in the start market today? Is you've got people playing the market, you know, the market going up and it's going down. It's it yeah. it's based on stuff just yeah. like stuff happening here. Yes and no, because in in the stock market, insider trading is illegal. Like But in this jail. it's not. You can go to jail. They're, like crypto is not regulated. Uh, that's why that's why yeah. a couple couple months ago, you know, it was actually last month. So there's this huge U.S. Um, crypto exchange called Coinbase, and they added Bitcoin Cash like in January, and like right before they announced that they were going to add it. Like I'm going to look at the price graph so I don't get this wrong. Right before they announced they were going to add it, the price jumped up to like four thousand dollars a coin. Cause like a whole bunch of people bought it like before, yeah. <laughs> before, before they, before they even added it, like a whole bunch of people bought it. Insider at its finest. They announced <laughs> the price jumped up. Somebody made like a hundred, like almost a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Like if you look at the, um, you look at the blockchain logs from like around that time, somebody made like a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred grand, not a hundred million because they bought a bunch of it. And then when the price jumped up, they sold it real quick and they, they froze their exchange. Because they didn't want this to happen, but some of the transactions still got through. And like I said, that, that kind of stuff is not illegal. It's pretty much the wild, wild west. So at least with the stock market, yeah, you'll probably still lose your money, but at least it's regulated. Gotcha. Crypto is not regulated right now, and it's really scary. And you also, this is something else I, I don't mean to talk too much, but there's also this other thing that, that could be a really big blow to crypto. And it's probably another reason why everything's down is because all the major banks, like Bank of America, Chase, uh, What's another major bank? Um, Wells Fargo. <laughs> Wells Fargo. Yeah, that's actually one of them. They banned crypto purchasing crypto with their credit cards. <laughs> what so you can, is that? So yeah, that can't no, be possible. <laughs> it is possible. So what they what like if it you register sound legal? For, I mean, that's if you register for an exchange, and this is why they did it because crypto's been linked because it's not regulated. Some people like it's been linked to money laundering. They're saying that um people. People have like um like people like Kim Jong Un in North Korea. They were hacking people's Bitcoin accounts. They're they're doing all kinds of shady stuff. So they have the pretense of fighting terrorism or or you know fighting money laundering by saying we're not gonna. Or they could say somebody could steal somebody's credit card and then uh, just use it to buy a bunch of crypto and then you it's gone like it's gone right. the money's gone yeah like, so you know. so that's part of their insured dollars bank uh, FDIC crap that they're kind of yeah, backing so behind. As sad as that is, it's justifiable that the, why they're doing it, but they're doing it and you can still buy with a debit or credit card, but they charge you, um, they don't charge you. So yeah, you can still do it with a debit or credit card, like a debit card, but if you do a Not credit a card, you, it'll probably, if you have a major bank, it, you probably won't be able to register for an exchange and buy crypto or buy Bitcoin or whatever they're selling at Yikes. the exchange. 
Right. So oh, that's it, another huge blow. Yeah, and, and Varys in the chat, uh what's up, cuz? Uh makes a good point. Uh Coinbase turned over tax info to its IRS supposedly yesterday. I guess this is rumor because I, I don't see a link. But uh for for upcoming tax season. So uh if that's true <laughs> it, don't you know aren't you supposed to self report on these things? If you if you have if you realize over ten thousand dollars in um what is it called? I can't think of the name of it, but it's um if you profit more than ten thousand dollars and you realize it and as in drawing it out. Yeah. So if you withdraw more than ten thousand dollars that you've made in crypto, you have to report it. But if it's under that, you don't really have to report, report it on your taxes. So realize profits are I can't remember what it's called. So man, uh just to uh pivot to something else, uh what is this Final Fantasy fifteen benchmark thingy that's in the st- uh notes here? I've never okay, heard of so, it. Enlighten me. So so um you may or may not know uh that Final Fantasy fifteen came out last year. I mean it was it was a different Final Fantasy game. So at normally turn based, select your attacks or whatever. This was more like something like Kingdom Hearts or Zelda where it's like an action you actually press the button and the guy swings the sword, you know, like it's, yeah, it was an yeah, action based battle system. Um, and it did fairly well. I can't remember right off how many, um, units it sold, but it sold really well. And they're going to be releasing the PC version in March. So like this one thing I really like about square is that even back in final fantasy seven days, and I kind of hit on this last week, they've been, you know, putting some of their games on PC. Um, and I think now you can get all the classic final fantasy games on PC now well, off of steam. But anyway, Sweet. they're really PC friendly and they normally do this before they release a game, at least within the last few years. They release a benchmark so you can download this. Um, it's benchmark.finalfantasy15xv.com uh, slash en for English. And you go there and you can download this benchmark, run on your PC and just see if you can even run the game because it's a beautiful <laughs> game. And or, you know, you can use it as like bragging rights or whatever but and then you actually kind of get to see what the gameplay of the game is like so it's kind of like a non-interactive demo but you also get to see you know how the game is going to run on your computer so it's i just figured i'd tell more people about it because i I just happened to run across it the other day and i thought it was really interesting something to mention you know yeah that, this i think i'm gonna i'm gonna download this and and uh give it a whirl seems pretty cool but yeah like i played this one of the demos on xbox and i wasn't too crazy about it but i may give it another shot on pc We'll cool see. beans. Oh, yeah. So do oh, yeah, we have well, a Game Buster? Game Buster deal here? Yeah, so um, I don't know if you guys do Humble Bundle. Um, I'm a really big Humble Bundle fan. That's one of the reasons I have over 140 Steam games is because oh, like, they release their thing. It's 12 bucks a month, and you get at least like five or six games for like 12 bucks. And one of them is usually a AAA title. You get a few indies and maybe like an older AAA, maybe like one from like three or four years ago. But um yeah, Dark Souls 3, really difficult game. It got really good reviews and um you can get it for 12 bucks now. So you just subscribe to one month of Mumble Bundle. So you buy the first game. The AAA game is usually the one that they go ahead and announce. So if you bought it right now, 12 bucks, you get you can download Dark Souls. It gives you a Steam code. And then in at the end of the month, they'll release the rest of the games. Um and you can actually scroll down and just kind of if you want to get an idea of what's what's in an Mumble Bundle. So last month uh, you got um, Life is Strange. Yeah, that's a good one. Like an episodic game. You get all the chapters. And it also, oh, no, that wasn't the actual game. The actual game that they announced or released or advertised was Civilization Six, which is a really awesome game. Mm-hmm. And then you got Life is Strange, Tacoma, Owlboy, Snake Pass, 
Um, there's like you get a bunch of games, and I think the total MSRP of the games for last month was one hundred and eighty dollars. Um, and you know it's and it also helps charity. They donate some of the profits to charity. Um, last month it was World Land Trust. I think this month it's who was it this month? They may not have announced yet. Yeah, I don't think they've announced. Oh, American Cancer Society, I believe, uh-huh. is what they're doing. Good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. this month they're um gonna. You know, five percent of all the proceeds to this go to the American Cancer Society. So not only do you get a like a a bad a deal on some games, you also get to help society a little bit. So and they don't do just games either. So oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. At one point, I got a bunch of Doctor Who um, uh, big finish audio things from there. Really, really good deal. So yeah, I would definitely suggest uh, if nobody out there has has ever heard of um, Humble Bundle, you should definitely check it out. They've been around a long time, and they they are really, really good deals. And like Harry said, they they uh, do it for a good cause. (laughs) Yeah, if if you're feeling a little frisky, they have a crazy sexy love bundle. Um, (laughs) You pay one dollar more and get Chuck's Unicorn Tinklers Volume One. (laughs) Oh gosh, I don't know what that is, and I don't. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not touching that. Oh. Please don't. No point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't touch it. Don't. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, okay, I have to say this. I have to say this. If you pay fifteen more, fifteen dollars or more, one of the titles you can unlock is "There's a Bitcoin in My Butt" in these hands. Oh <laughs> god. <laughs> Yeah, so much for yeah. Humble Bundle. There's, there's, <laughs> there's something for everybody at Humble Bundle. Got to be fair. You got to be fair. <laughs> wow, that was random. So yeah, um, Humble Bundle, check it out. I love that site, and like I said, you'll get a lot of Steam games so. <laughs> and other things if you so wish. <laughs> oh man, watch out for that crypto. Oh man, what we got, dude? We wrapped up the news, so we have. Do we have anything else on the docket to talk about today? Yeah, um, I kind of wanted to hit on upcoming releases, and only one of these is upcoming. I just talked about a Final Fantasy fifteen. Um, uh, today actually, or was it yesterday? No, yesterday, Final Fantasy twelve: The Zodiac Age was released for PC. Oh man, it's you and Ty's game, right? Yeah, I love this (laughs) game, dude. I played the crap out of this game on PS two. So like it, I'm really looking forward to getting into this. Uh, I haven't bought it yet, but I'll probably buy it either today or tomorrow. And um, it's a really awesome game. I think they revamped the job system. So um, basically on the, on the last game or or the the first version of this, you could have a person who was like a casting master and had like the highest like melee damage, and like you could pretty much make a super soldier. But I think what they did with the Zodiac Age is they've made it more specialized. So you have to think a little more, bit more when you plan the jobs out, which I think is really cool. Just adds another element of challenge to the game. And um, it looks beautiful. You know, they've remastered it in HD. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting into that, but it's already out. It's not upcoming. And um, you can find it on the steam store. And I think Square Enix is selling on their site as well. Cool beans, cool beans. And, uh, Any games you guys looking forward to? Oh man, looking forward to, no, I'm still playing Jumpy Wars, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I actually, uh, I want to play and, and buy. I haven't bought it yet, but the game, I guess we're going to talk about next, next in the what we're playing section, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Uh, so I know you've bought it, Carrie. Uh, Kyle, oh, are you a Dragon Ball person? Uh, yeah, I know who they are. 
<laughs> okay. So that's well, a fair n- enough. no. <laughs> no. In other words, translated to no. <laughs> Those crazy anime kids. <laughs> but one thing I will say is that, like, I've been playing Dragon Ball games for a long time. So back when Dragon Ball, right, like around the early aughts, like when it was first starting to kind of come into its own, there wasn't really any Dragon Ball games. There was, um, the best game at that point was a Super Nintendo game called Dragon Ball Z Hyper oh, Dimension. Like that was the man. best, and it's still awesome today. On my PC now, <laughs> you want to check it out? It's it's a really cool game. Um, but like that that was pretty much it. There was there were some other games. Um, there were a couple of them released, like Dra- Dragon Ball Legends, Dragon Ball Z Legends, and Dragon Ball Final Bout. Um, they just weren't that. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't a fan. I didn't think they were that good. Um, and then finally. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, but Okai was released, and then that like that was kind of the game that kind of put DBZ games on the map, at least oh, in yeah. America. And you know, there've been there've been hundreds. I'm not gonna say hundreds. There there've been a lot <laughs> of DBZ games since then, but none of them to me since Hyper Dimension, like none of them just really just was like something that I'm just like, oh man, this is so much fun to play. And I just didn't. I wasn't. I liked them, but I wasn't crazy about the other games. This, however, Dragon Ball Fighters. It's pretty much like Dragon Ball meets Marvel versus Capcom. So you have like the Marvel versus Capcom like melee engine. combo uh. system. And even the engine for some, you know, in some respects, because you, you, you can pick three fighters and basically you can tag them in and out, which is a lot like Marvel versus Capcom. And you have like these crazy, crazy, crazy super special moves. Um, a lot of them are inspired by stuff that happened. Well, pretty much all of them. Are inspired by things that happened in the show, um, super moves. So, you know, Vegeta does his final flash. You have Goku doing the super Kamehameha. No um, yeah, I think the Galagun's <laughs> on there as well. I'm, I haven't even played with Vegeta yet, which is sad to say. He's not really one of my favorite characters. So, oh, how dare but, you? Um, Gohan, um, has his Super Saiyan 2. One of his super moves is like in a Cell Saga when he fights Cell and, you know, Goku's dead, but he, um, kind of like, in spirit kind of helps him so it's like a double coming oh, yeah. the peak that's like his super move and <laughs> it's, it's really cool like this is i'm there now for a minute but it's like at the end like when he when he kills cell he's just like his one of his arms is like just wrecked and he's doing it one-handed and goku's standing behind him with the two hands and he's just there's this point where he overtakes cell and he's just walking towards him with one hand and if you <laughs> do like the supercharged version if you have like if you charge your combo meter or whatever you call it your super meter to like a certain level when you do the move at the end, he does like a, a recharge and then he just does the one hand and starts walking towards it. Like it's just oh, a little sweet. stuff like that. That's sweet. That, that really makes me appreciate this game. I mean, it is a beautiful game. It's like cell shaded in 3d, but it's done in a way where it actually looks like the, the cartoon. show. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like 3d Dragon Ball animation. It, it looks like it's 3d, but it looks 2d. You're <laughs> playing the cartoon. Exactly. It looks like you're playing a cartoon. And um, if you haven't checked it out, just go on YouTube and look at some of the videos. And I'll probably be streaming it again next few days. But it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I so, really like it. So, so we got some feedback from the chat room. Uh, Mark from Dice Junkies. Check them out at DiceJunkies.com. Uh, he says that uh, he's, enjo- he's enjoying the game, even though he's not really a huge Dragon Ball fan, which uh, that's that's good to hear. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I agree with you, Mark. Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> what that you're not enjoying the game or that you're not no 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 no, no. well i mean i like majambu that was the only uh character that i kind of mm-hmm. attached myself to 
Oh, he's on there, dude, and he can turn people into cookies and eat them. Like, it's also cool. <laughs> it's awesome. And uh, and, and Justin says there are pretty a lot, a lot of lobby and network uh, issues. Have you experienced uh, yeah. those issues? Yeah, I mean, the thing about the network lobby is, in in the game's defense, one of the reasons why the network lobby is kind of hurting right now is because so many people are playing a game. Like you'll you'll even have trouble getting into a lobby, hmm. and the way the game's set up is you go to this fighting lobby and. You know, it's just you and a whole bunch of other people and you walk around. There's like a station where you can do arcade mode. There's like this big arena in the middle where you can just fight people, other people that are in the, in the, um, in, the, in there with you. There's practice, there's story mode. Um, but there's just so many people playing the game that, you know, it, it gets kind of the fighting lobbies get kind of laggy. But, hmm. but one thing I will say is once you get into a game, I mean, I was getting destroyed, but I was still having fun. <laughs> Ah, ah, cool. People, cool. yeah, people have been playing this game like since the beta come out, and like I, I think they're actually going to be using it in like fighting tournaments and stuff. Um, Arc System Works, which did the Guilty Gear series, which is a pretty highly regarded um fighting series, they're the ones who developed this game, and it shows. I mean, it's it's beautiful, it's fluid, a lot of fun to play. The super moves are insane. Um, I think, you know, most people that even if you don't like Dragon Ball, like Mark was saying, and you like fighting games, I feel like there's something there for you. Cool. And again, I say for the second podcast in a row, don't drop the Dragon Ball. <laughs> All right. <laughs> do we have, um, do we have uh, any more, anything else on the docket? Um, no, I just want, I kind of talked about this last week, but I just want to hit on PUBG again, uh, player yeah. in those battlegrounds. Um, <sighs> I, I really had a hard time with this game when I first started playing it because it was so buggy. And don't get me wrong, it's still, it's still, it's not perfect. Oh, uh, you're perfect. an apologist, man. You sound but, like an apologist right now. But they have made huge leaps and bounds. I mean, the game is, I had a 1080 Ti a couple months ago and the game was just like running like crap. And now I have a 1080 and I'm getting over 100 frames a second. Like it, they oh, have, wow. they have gone like so, I wasn't even getting, I think I was getting like 60 with my Ti like three months ago. They've done, they've done so much work on this game and i'm sure microsoft helped with that a lot but um it's 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 awesome if you haven't played this 30 bucks i mean you spend more than that in a couple of days on lunch so like you know if, <laughs> sure. if you like if you like fighting i mean not fighting if you like shooters there's nothing like this and the reason i say that is you drop down with 100 people and basically there's weapons lot everywhere and it's like every man for himself and it's so much fun um mm. And your heart will pound the entire time because you feel like, like you, you, you feel like you're in danger while you play this game. And it's how I, I felt <laughs> the first time I played Halo. So like the first time I played Halo with a bunch of friends, four TV, 16 people, you, you just got this sense of like impending danger. Yeah. And it wasn't, you weren't just playing a game. It was like what was happening on the screen was like affecting your, your bio metrics. I don't know. You, you know what I'm trying to say, though. Just like, wait till it, you get the VR version. It's like your heart will pound while you play this, and it's just it's there's you get nothing lost like in it. the game. Is basically what you're saying. Yeah, you get lost in it, and Dude. you know there's there's a reason Microsoft is looking at this company to purchase because like they're yeah awesome I'm, game. I mean, if you ever want to hear nerds talk like their military strategists <laughs> and talk gun makeups and clips oh, and man. bullets. Uh, play that game for about five minutes with somebody who's been playing a long time, and you're gonna realize oh, how inadequate you are, <laughs> dude. Like I played with my friends Jesse, um, Jesse Backstrom, and um, one of my friends Jesse Backstrom, 
and like he is so freaking military he he has all like all the military jargon now and it's like if you get a gun like you get an m16 he's like uh, you need five five six. Here's some five five six. Or like you get an AK forty seven. He's like, yeah, I'm like, six two. I was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm like, I, like at first I was the same way. I'm like, but I'm kind of like picking it up now because we I play with them at least three or four times a week now. We'll play for a, an hour or two, and it's it's really really funny. To, like you were saying to hear nerds talk about like military <laughs> stuff, but it's it's serious, man. Like I don't know. If you get around some good, cool people to play, maybe we'll do another, maybe we'll do some more streaming of that when we do another Grizz game night, which I've been talking about for like ever, but, um, hopefully we can do soon. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, I think that, that rounds us out here. Um, (laughs) guess we'll do parting gifts. Kyle, would you like to go first? Um, I will just say I appreciate you guys inviting me on. It was fun hearing you guys talk. I feel like I didn't contribute much, but uh, I had fun nonetheless. But, uh, yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. No, man, always glad good to have a friend on. Yeah, yeah, certainly, man. You're welcome to join anytime. You know, I've always said I, I listen to this and I always learn something. So that's cool. And again, guys, you can check out Cal at discussing who and discussing care yeah well i guess i'll go next uh i'll just reiterate again um check us out at st i'm sorry check us out at techpedition.com <laughs> for the techpedition podcast but also uh we have a star trek podcast with all three of us on it that's at stdpodcast.com and uh yeah care uh what you got man um all i'll say is uh <laughs> Go Pats. Brady's the MVP this year. So, oh, don't end us on that, he man. Won MVP, Come on. So give it up, haters. Give it up. Give it up. That's really all I got to say. Go Pats. Going to win another one. Number six tomorrow. It's going down. That's uh, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Tom hey, Tom Brady haters, right in that bill of the killer. <laughs> no, I'm not going to give you email address out. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> Very, very quick. Expedition. See you guys next week. I can't I can't beat that. I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.